Welcome to the podcast. I'm a project manager and software engineer working with blockchain technology. This is a place where I discuss all things related to business, entrepreneurship, and travel from an international perspective, ranging from studying a foreign language to hiring freelancers to building a blockchain company. Each episode features new insights from the leaders I meet, the books I read, and the places I go. So, without further delay, here's today's episode. Part of the driver for me returning to the podcast after first about a two-month gap, and then before that, six, seven-month gap, is that I reached a milestone for the startup that I've been working for. You may have heard it, heard me describe it on previous episodes. It's called Wolf Building the First Blockchain University, with the intention to eventually be referred to purely as Wolf University. It's a startup, an education company that's using using blockchain technology, and I am dealing with all things technology related to the company. Now, I reached a milestone where I had done all of the tech technology-related, coding-related things in order to allow us to begin a registration for a crowd sale. In the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency, crypto tokens, one of the one of the drivers for investment, one of the vehicles for investment is to have a crowd sale or a token sale. You may have heard of this as a token sale or an ICO, which refers to an initial coin offering which is a spin-off or in terms of the IPO, initial public offering. So that's the typical way of, of obtaining investment within this space, or at least it's become a very popular way of investment, especially in 2017. Perhaps 2017 was the biggest year for this, and then once you hit 2018, there is a, a market cliff of the, uh, the, the less fervor, less, less focus, less buzz about the about ICOs, about token sales. Nonetheless, that doesn't mean that they are ineffective or invalid ways of raising funds for your startup. And so that's what we're doing with this, this company. Now, I reached a particular milestone where everything's in place to register specifically, not to take part in the sale, but to register. That in itself required a massive amount of work. And I was the main driver of the technical side of things, whether it be blockchain development, whether it be web development, integrating the APIs, integrating various web APIs. And now the point we've gotten to the point where we have integrated a form that is receiving user data uh, that is submitted intentionally related to getting verified. So that way we are as we are fully legally compliant with any potential regulators who might question the means by which we raised funds for the company. We're partnering with a few third parties in order to do that. The particular service that's being performed is referred to as KYC AML. KYC as in know your customer and AML advanced money laundering, laundering or against money laundering. Don't have that one right, but it's something money laundering. The point is trying to make sure that the funds that you're raising do not have any earmarks to them, suggesting that they've been raised in a fraudulent way. If you can demonstrate to the bank that the funds you raised don't have any red flags about them, that they weren't acquired in a way that, that's illegal or unsavory, then the bank will is more likely to do business with you, that you are more likely to be able to bank with them. And so that's a major hurdle. So we're partnering with this organization in order to get that service performed. 
in order to, one, be compliant, two, ultimately provide a more seamless experience for the user when we have everything in place, everybody's registered, token sale is over, and we're building out the platform for people to participate in. Now, I reached this milestone. Everything's created now. We're all, we are integrated with these various third parties, and now it's wait until the sale arrives. Let people know about what's happening. That's quite a different experience for me, given that I've been mostly coding. And now it's, I'm reaching out to potential investors. I'm reaching out in, or I'm posting on social media about what we're doing. I'm sharing more. I'm even talking about it on this podcast. Though that's not primarily the intention here to promote the company. It's, this is more sharing about what's going on in my life and my insights from, from that experience or from the various experiences that I'm going through. So what's happening in particular? Now that I have this seeming feeling, this feeling like it's a gap, like it's a break from the intensity of there's deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. Now there's this gap of time. Well, it was put to me and most punctuated when somebody asked me, following me explaining to them, just, they were asking about my life, what's going on, and I shared, well, I hit this, I hit this milestone, and I had been working every day for at least six months straight in order to see this come to fruition in order to get to this stage. Doesn't mean we're done, but it's a huge milestone that required a lot of other milestones to be accomplished. And so the person says to me, are you going to relax now? Are you looking forward to relaxing? Now, the typical, the default answer, if you were to simply reply as you do when somebody says, how's it going? How are you doing? You're just like, oh, good. That off-the-cuff, quick, perhaps flippant response. Careless, not thinking that casual response. Oh, I'm good. If I were to respond in a similar way to this question, I would simply say, oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, looking forward to it. But I realized that's not the case with me. I'm not, when I, when I heard that, I wasn't thinking, that's right. I can finally relax. I can do whatever it is that, that I do in order to relax. I can go do that now. Finally, I've been waiting. No, I didn't. I didn't have that sense. I didn't have that feeling. Instead, it was that task is done. Now I have this time in order to direct some of the things that I have as a priority personally and to a degree professionally. And I can focus on those things. You see, I'm looking at every day and thinking, how can I maximize that time in order to reach my goals? Because I have professional goals. I have academic goals. I have goals for my life that I'm seeking to, to accomplish. And I try to make it so that how I live my life is congruent with what, I'm, what I think I'm trying to pursue. What I, if I were to sit down and write down what I want to accomplish, and so I think about that, and ask, am I living today like that's actually what I want to do? Am I spending my time according to what I intellectually think I want to do? Because it's really easy to say I have such and such a goal. It's really easy to say, I would love for this to happen, or I would love it if I could simply do this. But do your actions actually reflect that? Whatever it is that your highest priority is, that's going to be reflected in your actions. And if you think you have a highest priority and it's not manifesting in what you do, turns out that's probably not your highest priority. When I was asked that question and I considered 
you know what? I have all of these other things that now I, I'm open to do. I'm able to do. That was an exciting thing. It wasn't, in fact, a daunting thing. The person asked back after I shared that, no, I'm not really thinking about what I'd like to do to relax. I'm thinking about all the other things that I can now do. The person asked back, is that exhausting? Is that, I mean, you're always moving? What's going on there? And so too, did I respond that, or this isn't something that's exhausting to simply have goals and to seek after them daily, constantly, and to attempt to conform every act in my day in the pursuit of those goals. That's not so much something that's exhausting as it is a daily battle that continues to result in me growing in the resilience and the ability to dedicate more and more of my time each day to that thing. I'm growing in my ability to focus my day. I'm growing in my efforts to focus my thinking on targets, on these goals, and to spend more and more of my time that might otherwise be spent wasting away doing things that lack importance, that are time wasters, that are unnecessary, that are done simply to pass the time by, skipping more of those or reducing the amount that that happens in a day in pursuit of these goals. The more I think about it, the less exhausting it seems and the more exciting it seems. Do you wake up in the morning and think this is a new day in order to pursue with great fervor, with increased strength, endurance, capacity to chase after that which you want? Do you have a clear idea of what you're striving after? This is less an episode about telling you how to find that and more an episode to describe to help you identify what it's going to be like when you do find that, as in it does not exhaust you to the point where you don't want to continue. If there is any exhaustion, it is never to the point where you go to quit. Now, there's an aspect of this where there is a a wherewithal, a resilience that you need to have in order to make sure that you don't quit. But this general idea that the thing that you are pursuing is worth the fight and you deem it to be so, you, you realize that to be the case, and it manifests in your actions. Here's an example of what this is not. An example of pursuing something, but it's not the thing that actually gets you really excited to wake up in the morning and to go out and pursue it. I wrestled all through high school. I started as a freshman, and my sophomore year, I was on the varsity team, and senior year, I was captain. Now, the first two years, I enjoyed the the experience immensely. The team members, the camaraderie, the discipline required for getting into a certain physical shape, the discipline to practice the various moves, getting getting certain details in the technique. That whole process was an enjoyable experience. The second two years, however, something changed. Perhaps it was from new coaches. Perhaps it was from a physical toll as the, the weight class increased that I was a part of, or as the, the, I, I went on to greater levels of championships outside of simply county to multiple, multiple counties, region, state, exam, for example. I didn't end up going to state, but I went to regionals. But that's the idea. As Perhaps as 
the intensity grew or as things changed within the team itself, there wasn't that same enjoyment that I had for the first two years. And I noted that with some of my, my, my teammates. By the, time I was, by the time I was in my final match, the final match within the county, my senior year, I remember being in the match, losing, but when it was all said and done, I smiled, I gave a hearty handshake to the person that I was competing against, that quick bro hug, and smiled as I walked off the mat, thinking, well, I lost, but in a sense, it's over. And my coach, my coach, as I was walking, walking towards him to get off the mat, the match being finished, my coach said to me, stop smiling, get off the mat, stop smiling. That's it right there, stop smiling. I was happy that the match was over, I wasn't in it. I was not committed to it. I didn't have that same, that same drive that pushed me, in, especially in the first two years of wrestling. Now, this is not a comment on the coaches, what the coach said to me. This is not a comment on the perhaps lack of, perhaps my own lack of discipline, my own lack of consideration of the seriousness of what I was doing, the focus, my own wherewithal. Perhaps something could be said about that. But it's to say that that was not the wrestling at that time was not the thing that I was interested in continuing doing. It was not the thing where at least it stopped those, those last two years. It had stopped being the thing that I was thinking about how can I keep getting better and better? I just wanted it to be over. There's a certain point in that season where I simply wanted it to be over. And when it was, I was glad. If that's your experience with work, with your career, with your area of study, with something related to your life, consider, but take a moment to consider what that, why that is, and if that's for you. Now, there are all sorts of reasons why you may be in a situation where you need to stay in that thing. Career something related to family life, where you're located in the world, what you're studying, a multitude of possibilities here. But the general takeaway here is that when you have that thing that you love or that drives you, I'm not saying that it's not work. I'm not saying that like the phrase, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you find that thing, it will be enough to drive you amidst the work to return every day, to get back up, to return to the pursuit. And that's where I find myself with this current role and my current pursuits. If you don't know what that is for you, the worst thing for you is to not be doing anything. Second to that, sitting around, consuming media, whether that be in the form of video games, Netflix, binge watching some series of shows. It could be in watching sporting, sporting events, a range of things where you're simply consuming and you're not in a, an activity that is pushing you to figure out what it is that you want to be associated with, that you want to do that is worth the fight for you. The solution to that, go out, do something. Go out and do. Put your hands to good work. If you don't need to be working, go try to find a job or find work. If you can't, can't find work, if you don't choose to find work, 
find a way to, a place to volunteer. If you're in school, see who's see what professors might have extra work for you to be able to help them with. That's an extra opportunity to build relationships and to try out new things. The point is, go out and do. Thanks for listening. I post articles based on these episodes on Medium, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, where I steadily post live videos. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and Google Play. It's quick, and it helps the podcast continue to operate. Check in each week for new episodes. I'm Johan Lilly, and this has been the Consultancy Podcast. Consultancy Podcast.